chapter 23 today. And y'all, chapter 23 is pretty intense. Chapter 23 is one of the more difficult passages um, in the book of Matthew for us to really understand. Jesus is speaking to the church leaders, the religious leaders at that time. And he has some really harsh words that he's sharing with these leaders. Remember, these leaders don't understand who he is. Um, He refers to them as blind guides. It's like they can't see. They can't see him. They can't see that he is the Messiah. He is Lord and he's standing right in front of them. They can't see it. And then they are the ones leading the people. And because they can't see who Jesus is, they are leading the, the people away from him. And so Jesus has some harsh words and warnings for them. So as we listen, I just, my hope is that the Lord will just help us to understand that the Holy Spirit would just take these words and help us to understand what they mean and how they should be applied in our lives. So let's start here in verse 23. It says, what sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you're careful to tell even the tiniest income from your herb garden, but you ignore the more important aspects of the law, justice and mercy and faith. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. Blind guides, you strain your water so you won't accidentally swallow a gnat, but instead you swallow a camel. Okay, let's hang on there for a minute. So remember, he's talking to these leaders. He calls them a name. Did y'all hear it? He calls them a name called hypocrite. A hypocrite is someone who speaks one thing, but then doesn't live it, doesn't follow through, pretends to be one thing, but on the inside, there's something different. A hypocrite is something that we don't want to be. We want our inside to be just the same as our outside, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. He gives this example and says, we... You ignore the aspects of the law. So you focus on some little pieces of the law, some that you've decided are important, like tithing. You've decided it's very important for you to give a certain amount of your income to the Lord. But yet, you're forgetting about these other things that God has called you to. You're forgetting about bigger things. And he paints in this picture. He says, it's like you're straining your water. So it's like you're pouring your water through a filter of some kind. Because you don't want to accidentally swallow a bug. But instead, you end up swallowing a whole camel. Can you imagine? Can you picture this? They're so worried about certain little bitty laws or little bitty rules that are not really important in God's kingdom, but they're ignoring the things that are most important. For example, Jesus, who's standing right in front of them. Then he's going to go on to the next section and he says, What sorrow awaits you, teachers of the law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean too. 
What sorrow awaits you, teachers of the law and the Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. Outwardly you look like righteous people, but inwardly your hearts are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. All right, Jesus is giving us two more pictures of what these Pharisees, these leaders, are like. The first one, he says, you are like a cup or a dish that looks clean on the outside, but the inside is filthy. Y'all, has that ever happened to you? Have you ever maybe like pulled a cup out of the dishwasher and you thought it was clean and it looked clean on the outside, it looked good, but then you go to start filling it up and it's like filthy dirty on the inside? That's what he's comparing them to, that they look good on the outside that everyone sees, but the inside is filthy dirty. Then he, ta- he describes them as whitewashed tombs. Now, a tomb is a place where someone is buried. It's a place where they put a, a body after someone has died. And he says a whitewashed tomb, which means the outside of the tomb is made clean and beautiful and white. From the outside, it looks clean and lovely. But then on the inside, there's nothing but death. It's just bones. This is how he's describing this group of people. They look, and then he says, verse 28, Outwardly, on the outside, you look like righteous people. You look good. But on the inside, your hearts are filled with lawlessness. Your hearts do not belong to the Lord. Then he's going to go on and he's going to give some examples about how long ago throughout the Old Testament, when prophets came to declare the truth, God's word, they were often killed by the Jewish people. The people didn't want to hear what they had to say and they were killed. And he's telling these people they will be responsible for these deaths because there will be more to come. In the coming years, and we're going to see this in the book of Acts. I think we're going to go through Acts next. We're going to see in the book of Acts those people who are proclaiming God's truth, who are speaking about Jesus, they are being killed. He's saying this generation will be held responsible. In fact, they are going to kill the Son of God himself. These people who are pretending to be God's people are filled with such ugly sin that they will be responsible for the death of Christ. Then it's going to close with this. It says, Oh, Jerusalem. Remember, that's where he is right now. He's in Jerusalem, which is the capital of this region. Oh, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers, how often I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. And now look, your house is abandoned and desolate, for I tell you this, you will never see me again until you say, blessings on the one who comes in the name of of the Lord. What he's telling them in this final piece is that, man, I've come for you. 
I've come because I love these people. I love you so much. And my desire is to draw you in to God's family, to God's kingdom. But you haven't allowed it. But then he, when he states that one day you will say blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord, he's declaring that he is the Messiah. He is the Christ. And one day he will return and every knee will bow. Everyone will know that he is Lord. But he continually says, says what sorrow awaits you those of you who've missed it who've missed me so y'all that's our prayer as we close up for today let us not be blind i pray that the lord would let us see what is true and what is right help us to see if there's anything false in us anything that's a hypocrite that's not truly belonging to the lord we want our outside and our inside to be fully his we want to love god with everything in us and follow him with all that we are Father God, Lord, we love you so much, and we thank you for your word, even when it's hard. Lord, we thank you for your truth. Help us to be right with you, God. Don't let us be blind. Help us to see anywhere that's not fully yours. Let us be completely yours, both inside and outside. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.